it going? Susan Ruth here. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hey Human Podcast. This is episode 199, and I sat down with the lovely Guan Featherstone. He is the founder and director of Urban Saddles here in Los Angeles, a fantastic organization. I got the chance to chat with him, and then some other folks joined the conversation, and that was really great. Uh, we talked about all sorts of things. Uh, I don't want to give too much away. It's such a great episode. I'm really stoked about it. Uh, Urbansaddles.org is the website to find them. And they're also uh, connected with the Lavender Hill Farm, which is a great organization as well. And we talk a little bit about Lavender Hill, but not a whole lot. So definitely check out the links page on heyhumanpodcast.com because I'm going to put all this information on there for sure. So Urban Saddles is a horse ranch that teaches riding and tact and feeding and husbandry and all this stuff to uh, kids, the inner city kids that come in. And it's a fantastic program, seriously stellar. And I met Guan through my friend Brad. Thanks, Brad. And I'm just really excited to get y'all to know about this place because I just I think they do exceptional work. Usual stuff, Hey Human Podcast is on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to email me, susan at heyhumanpodcast.com, please do so. Rate and review Hey Human on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, You can find out more about my writing and music and art and performances at susanruth.com. There's a donation button on heyhumanpodcast.com. If you like what you hear and you want to help keep it ad-free, Hey Human has a donate button. Please donate. I want to thank those of you that have donated. I really appreciate it. Uh, it takes it takes a lot to keep this thing going, and and the help is really I'm very grateful. So thank you for that. Again, I want to mention UrbanSaddles.org because they're very important and do really great work. So definitely check that out. Donate to them. Donate to them before you donate to me because they're doing some really good stuff. Um, I guess I shouldn't say things like that, but I mean, I think it's important what they're doing. So definitely them first. Worry about me later. As you all know, Nashville got slammed by a tornado two nights ago. Uh, Wow. Yesterday was frantic for me. I was just on email and Facebook. Thank goodness for the Facebook Mark Yourself Okay, because I know that people were probably getting overrun with texts and phone calls, and that was a really easy way to check to make sure friends and loved ones were safe. Um, Unfortunately, friends of friends passed away in the tornado. Um, Certainly, friends of mine lost everything in the tornado. And uh, uh, some people lost, you know, got broken bones and things like that. It's, it's, It's crazy there. It really is. I'm sure by now you've seen the footage. It's just really horrendous. So, um, my thoughts go out to them there in Nashville, my stomping grounds for a very, very, very long time. I would like to say Nashville raised me up quite a bit. Um, they have a great organization called Hands on Nashville that uh, is wonderful with the efforts of cleanup and such. So definitely check that out. 
Oh boy, you know, I don't like to talk about all the things going on in the world too much because I know you guys get over inundated by that, but for certain, uh, check out what's going on in India. There's some really crazy stuff going on with the RSS and Muslims being rounded up and killed and driven out. And it's just, it's mayhem. And then of course we got Syria, that's crazy. And the coronavirus, just wash your hands. Don't cough on each other, you know just be polite, <laughs> blow your nose into a Kleenex and wash your hands a lot. I think that will help a great deal. I'm no doctor, but washing hands is a tried and true method of staying un unsick. I've also been doing a Zycam every day. I don't know if that helps, but after I eat, I just suck on one of those Zycam lozenges and I figure it can't hurt, right? I know that when I'm starting to feel sick, I do Zycam and it seems to really cut it in half. So, I don't know, just a, just a suggestion maybe. Um, this is not medical advice. Don't get mad at me if it doesn't work or you're allergic to zinc, don't do it. Uh, but, you know, I figure it's better better to do it than not do it at, at this point. So anyway, enough of that. Thank you for listening. I'm really excited about this episode. You wouldn't know it considering I've just rambled on for almost six minutes and we still haven't started the episode. Look, I'm still doing it. Okay, let's do this. Thank you for listening. Support Urban Saddles. Support Hands on Nashville. Send your love around the world because we need it. Definitely vote. Love you. Thank you for listening. Here we go. Juan Featherstone, welcome to Hey Human. All right, thank you for having me. Thanks uh, for inviting me to the ranch. Yes, ma'am. It's very exciting. You Are you the head of Urban Saddles? Yes. All right, so is this something that you founded as well? Yes. Let's, let's just start actually from the beginning of you. Okay. Where are you from? Um, from Los Angeles, California. Okay, so yeah. you grew up here. Mm -hmm, grew up here, and then uh, I left and went to the military. Oh. And, uh, you know, I lived overseas for about 11 years. What branch? Army. Okay. Army. Then came back home and uh, fell in love with riding horses. I had a girlfriend that, that who, her family were cowboys. And uh, she told me about a place that used to be called El Fig or the Hill Stables. And uh, it was located on 131st and Figueroa. And, uh, Which is in the city. Yes, it's in the city. It's in the middle, right in the heart of the city. And you wouldn't think of finding horses in the middle of a mm -mm. city. And I grew up here, and I didn't know I didn't know anything about it, you know, until I actually came back from the military. But it was there already for like seventy-five years, by, by the time that I hit there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the history is uh, unique because it was actually the only stable that would actually uh, rent to blacks back in the 40s, 50s, you know, 60s. And the guy uh, that owned it, his name was Nicholas Tuckerock. But he passed and he left it to his son. White guy, black White guy, guy. yeah. Okay. White guy. And uh, so just think how rare that was back in those days with all of the, you know, laws, Jim Crow laws and all this other stuff. So, and uh, he left it like that. Like, you know, I wanted to have this for the city. And, uh, and so it was a beautiful will. place. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and his will, yeah, he left and it his, his will. And his son kept legacy mm -hmm. alive. Mm -hmm. But his son never put any money into it. And so it was just like uh, um, what you would call a dump. <laughs> you know, makeshift uh, stalls and, you know. And uh, then we had a fire up there in uh, 2012. And uh, three horses died. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Sad. And, um, uh, they closed it down, and um, then we made a documentary about it, trying to fire bring, on the hill. Yeah, fire on the hill, trying to bring awareness 
uh, to it. Uh, the director, he actually came out prior to the fire. Um, he was doing his, uh, I guess it, I guess it would, you would call it his uh, final project because he was going to USC trying to get his master's. Yeah, I wrote his name down, uh, Brett Valentine. Valentine, yes. Valentine. Yes, uh-huh. And uh, he came down to the stables uh, <laughs> looking to film and he was like, ah, okay, who's this guy I want to film? But uh, over the years, he became the family, you know, so. And you're in the film, are you not? Um, yes, I'm one of the characters in the film, one of, one of the subjects in the film. And then uh, it shows me trying to get the, the heel, uh, get in contact with the owner, trying to get the heel back reestablished. And uh, and uh, it's a cool little film, you know, it shows one of our buddies, uh, He's he was an amateur bull rider, but now he's professional. And then, but it shows his plight trying to break into uh, the rodeo world, you know, as a black bull rider. And which uh, again, I'm, there's probably not a whole lot. It's not a whole lot. No, it's probably maybe about four of them, <laughs> you know. And so, uh, um, so he did that, and then you know, the same place. The hill is actually I don't know if you know about Charlie Sampson, but Charlie Sampson in 1982 he won the uh, the PBR National uh, Bull Riding Championship. So he was the, actually the first. African American to uh, ever win the championship. That's a huge. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, it's huge. And he came from the hill. He learned how to ride at the hill. And then so, uh, but yeah, so he made the film and um, you know trying to bring awareness to what we were trying to do. But another part of the hill that was so unique was that it was like a uh, neutral zone for for gangs. So here you go. You got a place in the heart of the city, and you had blacks, whites, Hispanics, Asians. Crips, Bloods, uh, MS-13s, all in the same area, hanging out together and became like family. But it, it, and that's what intrigued me and got me to stay. You know, it was like, wow, this is, this is crazy. Like in this little area, you know, everybody gets along. You know, no, the gangbangers weren't tripping on each other. White and black problems didn't exist. Hispanic and black problems didn't exist. It was like, this is cool. You know, so that's what the whole idea of this place is. Um, building bridges between communities trying to get something for urban back saddles, for urban saddles. yeah why so, do you think it is that when they were around the horses and at the hill that they didn't have those problems um i'm still trying to figure that out because it's fascinating yes it is you why know? this insular place and the minute you step outside that you it's become it's a war zone mm -hmm. yeah Mm-hmm. And, and the common denominator is the horse. That's it. That's the, that's the only thing I can figure out. You know, and I've been trying to figure that out. I've even asked people. I do a thing where I ask everybody, you know, just to try to figure out, like, why is that? Why does it work here, but outside of these gates, What you did know? people say? Um, basically, it was because the area was uh, an area that was there historically for a purpose of the horses and everybody that came there they had like a, a view of this place like this is their childhood dream type of place that they're living this is their safe haven so everyone adopted that theology within themselves like this is my tranquil place so it was like if you saw somebody out of pocket out of line you were quick to stop that because you didn't want them to mess with your your tranquility so you like okay well no 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 we don't do that gang banging up here oh no 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 we, we don't do that racism up here you're gonna have to go you know no 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 you know so it was like if you have a community everybody thinking the same thing it's easy to push that same ideology you know and then, so then after a while the outside people they just kind of just knew you know like you know because when when i came up there 
I'm gonna say it was already in existence for 75 years, and I didn't get there till 1999. And how old were you then? Um, 29. 29. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then so uh, it was like, um, like wow, this is different. You know, this is it was way different. You know, than all of Los Angeles. You know, and so it was like. Um, I've been hooked, you know, I, I've been there ever since, yeah, so, and this is, and I wasn't raised up as a cowboy, you know, I always had the dream of, you know, riding a horse one day, and, you know, my my superhero, like, was a uh, Lone Ranger, he wasn't Batman, anybody like that, so I always looked up to that Western figure, but uh, was I it, wasn't raised. Was hmm? it hard as a, a person of color to mm-hmm. have your hero be a white person? Because um, I think there's there's something to be said about like looking for yourself and in, in your yes, in, yes. In your icon icons and mm-hmm, heroes. And, mm-hmm. and and the cold part about it is like <laughs> that's something that you asked me that because and I grew up in the '70s. So now you got you got 1978. Uh, I got bused out to. Um, Canoga Park to the Canoga Park school system out there, magnet program. They did an assessment and they were like, oh yeah, you can go to the magnet school. It's like, oh, okay, my mother was great. Let's do it. It's better education. Let's do it. Got out there. Oh man, the parents would pick it. They outside, but oh yeah. It was just eight kids, eight little black kids. (laughs) And they're picking in, niggas go home, Mr. T, mama's a whore, this, that, da, da, da. So you have all these images in your head you know of people being mean to you you know and it's like it's it's terrifying but the guy that i i got me through that the lone ranger i used to love the way he could go into the city and he was the outsider all the time but he would always fight for the injustices of the people so i would always it was like that's who i would actually think of this white guy you know, how he would handle the situation. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. And then later on as an adult, I found out, you know that that character was based on a real live person? I didn't. Yeah, the Lone Ranger is based on the true life of an ex-slave named Bash Reeves. Look it up. His name was Bash Reeves. He became a U.S. Marshal. And he arrested over 3,000 criminals and he had these outstanding horsemanship skills and shooting skills and detective skills. So just think if I had known that back then, that the dude was, you know, somebody even looked like me. But that's something that they just wiped out because they didn't think that it would be accepted at that time to show the black guy riding around with the Indian, you know, arresting white folks and this and that, you know, back in that day. But just imagine what he had to go through, you know. So, um, yeah, and I still feel like the Lone Ranger. You know, I still, you know, I, you know, I didn't, as a kid, you don't see color until it's presented in a way to where it's uh, threatening, you know. You know I, I grew up, I was actually born in Pennsylvania, and in Pennsylvania was different than out here. I was born in uh, Pittsburgh at West Penn Hospital, Allegheny County, and all of my little friends prior to me getting out here were pretty much white except my family members, but they we didn't have those problems. I didn't know that I was different. You understand what I'm saying? They didn't treat me any different. They, you know, I didn't know I was different. I didn't I didn't see that. And then when I came out here, I still had that type of attitude. I didn't know I was different until I got out there in Canoga Park and they showed me I was different. You see, so, yeah. What's so depressing and real is that 78 1978 is not even very long ago mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's a blink of an eye mm-hmm. in the timeline of 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not that long ago at all. And we still have places that suffer from these issues. You know, still, you know. Oh, walk out oh, the yeah. door. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's if why I feel. still have places, you mean the planet. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's in your face now. Yeah, it's in your face. It but is. you know. Um, and horses are a great equalizer, firstly. Mm-hmm. And they are, they're gorgeous, I think. Yes. I know some people are scared of horses, but um, they're beautiful and they come in a multitude of browns and blacks mm-hmm. and whites and dappled and mm-hmm. you know all these beautiful colors yeah. and yeah. some some of of course is black beauty one of the most stunning yes. creatures to ever live in fiction oh yeah know, like. exactly yeah that's true yeah. that's true that's true and look at them they don't have any problems with who has a different color or shade on them they don't that's something that we've been taught you know and we really don't have that problem um it's what we've been taught to have a problem with. For sure. You you know, we're not born with that problem. Yes, you have to be. Yes, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're not born with that issue, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, watching South Pacific as a kid and, and going to my parents and saying, there's something about that song, you know, that song. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and just feeling. And I, I went back as an adult. In fact, I did this just a couple of years ago. And I listened to the song all the way through and mm-hmm. I was crying. I'm like, God, it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Mm-hmm. What made you... So when the hill burned down, that must have been devastating for the community. Oh, it was. It was. And that, that's what um, made me say, okay, well, you know what? Well, at first, the, the, the issue was trying to just get that place back up and running. You know, have the owner say what he... Because he, he said, okay, we're going to tear it down. We're going to bring it up to coal and bring it back. So that was our whole mission at first. And the son wasn't into it? Nah, the son, he, he you know, he dodged us for years, you know. Um, so we started filming in 2011. I finally actually got to shake his hand and meet him again. I knew him back then, he disappeared. Then I saw him again in um, 2018. Yeah, that's when I saw him again. The it's next such time. a worthy and noble cause, I wonder mm-hmm. what his issue was did he um, well he said he had he said he had uh, health issues oh. he said he had health issues and he was not, which is which I know is true because he has a uh, he, 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 <laughs> you just took a picture of your pocket I, think. Yeah, I, tried, to, <laughs> I tried to stop it uh, <laughs> But he had health issues. He had it hooked up to a breathing machine. He has to walk around with oxygen. So there was stuff going mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. And when I met with him, he agreed to help us out. Let me, you want to see a picture of him? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I took that. And when I met with him, I was like, uh, and we talked, and I told him I've been trying to get with him, and uh, and I explained everything that was going on. Was he interested in a future vision of the hill? Yes, he was. And then so you know, well, right now. Um, when we first came out, the name, we weren't Urban Saddles. It was all about the hill. So we were the Hill Foundation and trying to just pay homage to the name of the hill. And uh, In the same space. That in it the burns. same space, yes, where it burned down. We wanted to open it back up there. So everything that you see here, we wanted to do there. That was the original plan. What, did it burn because of a fire that hit, struck California or was um, it? Mm-mm. It burned. Um, they say that it was a barbecue pit, but... None of us believe it was a barbecue pit. And the reason being is because there was the horse that actually got burned 
there were two attempts prior to that that time that someone tried to burn that same horse. And so now the Hispanics do what they what they call these match races, and then they go out and they'll 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 uh, get an area and then they'll race, but they bet lots of money. 20,000, 50,000, you know, on these horse races. And this horse um, was actually the horse to beat. He was beating all the horses. And he, he beat a few people that weren't happy about the loss. And so the attempts were made on him um, prior to the, act, to the actual act of him dying. And they moved him to the, another stall where he actually got caught up. And they locked the stall. See, now like if you go out here right here, see you see there's no locks on these stalls. It's just just a hook. But they put a lock on the stall so you couldn't even save them. See, we were able to save the horse both times. You know, someone came one of the times it was actually my buddy uh William. It, it was he came luckily on time and got the horse out. Another time it was one of the old guys that stayed down there at the hill all the time and he saved the horse. This time one of the guys that's in the organization named Calvin, he came back after a ride and saw the horses burning, but they put a lock on it so you couldn't let the horse out that of the stall. So it was so that's why it's it's still in my belief it was intentional. That you know when they and did it the burned investigation. The whole thing down. Yeah, well it burned one of burning three horses. But I mean, but the the hill itself mm -hmm. had to be redone or just Well well no, and then it only burned three stalls, but the reason the whole hill had to get closed up was because of the um was because of the city the city the, the city when the fire happened and they had to do their investigation they they were like oh this isn't up to code which it wasn't you know they, it was a makeshift barn you know it was, should have been grandfathered in because they didn't have all those codes back in the day when it was uh built but um they just they gave us all like maybe like 30 days to uh, get our horses relocated, and if we didn't, if we didn't relocate them. They were confiscated. It made the news. It made the news too. If you go back and go back to 2012 and look up Channel Five, you can see, uh, you know, the footage. So on they that. took the other horses away from you. Um, they took from well, the once, organization. If, if you didn't move them, they were taking them. Um, Are and, any of those horses here in this in your new facility? Um, from that time. Um, yeah, actually now there is now there is the mother we got the mother right not not this stall right here But the next stall that horse was there. That's that's Daisy and, and her baby is across. That's Dior That's her baby and uh, but the baby wasn't born at that time, but but uh, she was there mm -hmm. But down further she wasn't affected. No nowhere near the smoke, but she was there and this is mr. Tucker up Oh, okay. And that's yeah. me shaking hands with him. Yeah. And then so, he looks like the guy from Full Metal Jacket. I know, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then look at this video. Look at this. Hello, everybody. I'm here at the horse stables, right here, the old Figueroa horse stables. And I just talked to this wonderful gentleman. I just pulled up and I saw this man right here. And this happens to be Mr. Nicholas Tuckerup, the owner of all this. This right here, this is his legacy. And guess what he just told me? He said he wants to help and be a part of the Hill Foundation and do something for the inner city kids so that we can change our community. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to cry, so let me stop this thing. Thank you, Mr. Tucker. Right by you all in with us? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is he still alive? 
Yes, he's still alive. And uh, did he help? Uh, now with Urban Saddles, the only thing he's willing to do is let us have, let us do the property. So he gave me, like, we could be over there right now, but we don't have the money to At develop it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so the gave property him all the is there. It's mm-hmm. just not being. It's just not, no, there's squatters on it, you know, so we'd have to run them off, which isn't a big issue. But uh, we don't have the money to develop it, so we're not really what trying kind of to displace people. What kind of money are we talking? Um... To develop, because they want new, they want plumbing put in, and you know they want it on. So it'll probably cost maybe about five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, because you have to do all the underground trenching and all that good stuff. And then they want uh, all metal structures. If you notice, all the buildings around here how they're metal. You know, you can only have a wood facade on it. Have you done fundraisers? Mm. It seems like mm. LA is big on fundraisers. Yes, it, it, you know, and that's and, and that's what we're actually about to start. So we just actually just got our uh, approved 501c3 last year. So not uh, December we got notification. Well, it was stamped November 15th, but I didn't receive the paperwork until December. So um, yeah, we're in February now. You know, so you know, we're like. It takes time. Two months into the game. So we're planning. We're planning uh, events and fundraisers. And, uh, you have to let me know. Mm-hmm. Got to let you know. On the 19th, um, we, we go to uh, Washington, D.C. And uh, we screen the film for uh, National Geographic. The Fire on the Hill film. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, Is it available for people to watch? Just not so? yet. It's, okay. it's going to be. It's okay. going to be. It's going to be. I saw be the on. trailer and I can put that on Hey Human Podcast link oh, page. Oh, cool. All yeah. right. Yeah. 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 It's supposed to hit Prime. Yeah, it's supposed oh. to hit Prime uh, this month. Yeah, Good. Yeah, yeah, by the end of this month, Wonderful. it'll be screened on Prime, and we're trying to get National Geographic to pick it up and make it one of their films. If that happens, um, yeah, that will get a lot of uh, attention. So, will it be called Urban Saddles then? The new sp- uh, the, the, no, the it's still Fire on the Hill. That'll, but no, the, no, no. I'm sorry, not the film, but the space. Yes, yeah, so it'll be. It'll be still. It'll be Urban Saddles. It'll mm-hmm. be okay. So what? Mm-hmm. Um, you were working on trying to get that revitalized and realizing that it wasn't going to happen right away. And now you're in this look. What what brought you here? What got you to change into... And to come here? Yeah, and uh, all that. So what, what happened was uh, we couldn't find him for a long time. So that's why I was so excited on that video. So, But in the interim, we lost a lot of kids to the streets. A lot of kids. Some kids got back in the gang banging, you know, wound up dead, wound up in jail, you know, and I was just like, man, we gotta really do something. And uh, we found this place and we were stabling like right across the street where we had the horses and we stabled over there for a year. And uh, he had this barn, it was uh, empty for a few years. And he was like, well, if you if you wanna get that barn, you can rent the barn and start running your programs up out of there, you know, and so, uh, we thought about it and we all pitched in and got our little money together and uh, got the barn, you know. And so, what area is this? This is Southgate. Yeah, okay, Southgate. and where's, where are we the hill? compared to Compton and the hill? Mm, maybe about 10 minutes away. Oh, yeah, so we're not that far it's away. It's not too hard for kids to get mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We can even ride ride our horses down that way. Oh. Yeah, you know, if we wanted to. Um, but now the plan to do the hill isn't over. That's that's not over, and the Sounds hill like will still beginning. be the hill. Yeah, it's just <laughs> beginning. Yeah, it's just beginning, and the hill when we bring it back is going to be called the hill. It's just going to be an urban saddle program ran out of the hill. We're going to still keep it uh, uh, to its legacy. Yeah, to its legacy. Yeah, we're going to build it like a museum with all of the little uh, with all of the cowboys that came up out of that place. Pay homage to all of them because a lot of cowboys came out of there, and then so. Uh, what yeah. does it mean to be a cowboy to you? Mm. Well, 
it's funny because people ask that question a lot. And to me, what it means, it's a little different because I'm not a, a rodeo cowboy. You know, uh, I've tried some rodeo sports for fun, but it wasn't something that I wanted to actually pursue and try to make a career out of. So being a cowboy for me is more so the freedom that I get when I'm riding the horse and it's the actual bond that I get to make with, with the horse and it allowed me to actually make bonds with everything that I do because you have to be patient with horses. So for me to be a cowboy is really t uh, to be human, you know? It, it really is, because if you can relate to these animals, you can relate to anyone or anything. I'm good with dogs, I'm good with birds, I'm good with, you know, see, so, and people I'm really good with. You know, I don't have any, any, any barriers, any blocking, nothing blocking my mind. Uh, saying, okay, I can't receive you and accept you as a person and, and cater to you. You see what I mean? When you, when you deal with a horse, you can't just say, okay, it's a horse, I can act like this. No, it, horses have personalities and mannerisms as well. So you have to get into that or that horse isn't going to respond to you. You know, so, and it's the same thing with people. Once you, once you learn that, you can deal with anybody. When you were working with the kids, especially coming from different gangs and rival uh, backgrounds, did you see that it, even though while they were within the hill, they respected the boundary of lay down your arms, lay down your flags mm -hmm. and all that. Did you see it start to permeate in the, in the town yes. around, after, when they would leave the gates all and the get time. back in their communities? Mm -hmm. All the time, all the time. The, 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 the youth that come up there and adults, you got adults that, is, that were affiliated with gangs too. Sure. But once they, once they come up there, it even brought in their perspective because now it's like, okay, they can't just say everybody from that neighborhood is bad or they're my enemy because they're like, wait a minute, uh, Davey from over there, you know, that's, you know, uh, you, you know what I mean? I've even seen stories when uh, you go to a different neighborhood and then, you know, you have like that rival gang member that's there that you've seen at the hill. And then I've seen them stop altercations like, oh, no, 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 that's my partner. I'm like, well, no, no, he's from 60s or he's from 30s. Like, no, no, that's my partner. Leave him alone. You know, and then so, but that, uh, that is outside the gates, you see. So, and then vice, the, 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 the thing that I've really seen the most happen with everyone that comes to the hill, they go from, they go from active gang members to affiliates to they just stop being active. And it's like, well, I'm still loyal to my neighborhood, but I can't get down this with This is what's so stuff. frustrating to me. $500,000 in the grander scheme of what it costs to incarcerate people or to deal with gang violence or just the loss of young lives, mm -hmm. all of that. Because who knows what this kid may grow up to be. Exactly. It's just, even if he's being raised up in a violent environment, it doesn't mean that at one point he won't go, you know what, done, and then go oh, find yeah. a cure for cancer or something. Oh, yeah. We don't you mean, never know. Nobody knows. You never knows. know. You never and know. If the community is frustrated by 
that, mm-hmm. then everybody chip in a buck. How many people are in this? <laughs> 10 million people in Los exactly. Angeles? Exactly. If every person, you know, chipped in a dollar, mm-hmm. you would have this facility in several places and it would start to change the conversation. Yes, it would. It would. It sure would. And it's it so sure frustrating. It, it makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. I don't... Mm-hmm. And that's why I've dedicated so much of my time to it. If I haven't seen, if I didn't see the results that I've seen, I would still be guessing like, oh, would, would, would it work or does it affect people? But I've seen the change that it's had in myself. I'm a living testimony and I've seen the change that it has in pretty much everybody I know, you know, that actually lives this lifestyle. So, you know, um, I know it works, you know, so it's like I can't see doing anything other than trying to make a conscious effort to affect the people, you know, because at first it was it was just inadvertently helping the people. We weren't trying to save the youth. We were just having fun and it was doing it, you see. So now it's like, OK, well, we got to actively try to do something. You, you were in a gang. You don't believe in that no more. You were in the gang. You don't believe in that no more. You were in the gang. You don't believe in that no more. You've been to jail for this. You don't believe in that no more. We need to talk to these kids. We need to get them out here. We need to show them you can change. You can do this. Look, you used to be gangbanger. Now you got your own trucking company. You used to be, a, you know, see, so that's what this is all about, to, to, to be that active uh, focal point of, of where people can actually see people that have changed it must be monumental to watch that happen Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. someone yeah yeah yes it is it is it is just to see someone's whole ideology change first you you know i got got, we laugh about it because some of the guys that i'm real cool with you know when we first met you know they probably would have killed me you know they wanted you know we you know but it's like wow man and you joke man i'm so happy i didn't kill you i'm like uh, i'm happy you didn't do it I mean, but it's true, you know, like, like, because you never know what someone could become, you know, so, but if you're not given that opportunity to change, you're just always going to be in that pot. You're going to do what you're used to doing. And what you're told you are. Yes, If exactly. you tell somebody who they are, pretty soon they'll start to believe it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, and that's just, and they'll start to act out like that. All right, I'm going to be the best. Uh, but be the yeah, best of the yeah worst. exactly. I'm gonna be the best of the worst. Yeah, you know, and and it's so. understandable because mm-hmm. that's human nature. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So what does what is a? Do you need to answer the door? Uh, let me see. Okay. Who's <laughs> that? Oh, what's up, man? Oh yeah, good looking. Yeah, we're doing a we're doing a little interview, but I'm going I'm gonna have you talk and say something too. They wanna come now? Yeah, come on now. Doug can come too. Pull up a chair. Hi there. Hey, I'm Susan. Hi Susan. We kind of met out there. Hi. Hi. Antoine. Antoine, how do you do? Nice to meet you. All right, let's, uh, so, Antoine. Della. Della. Yes. Yes. Susan, how are you involved here? What's your, here, let me get this a little closer to y'all. Okay. How are y'all involved here? So I'll start. I'm Della, and I'm actually a volunteer. Um, I actually saw these guys at the MLK Parade um, here recently in Los Angeles, and uh, because I'm a horse advocate, um, person that loves horses and grew up riding, 
um, it felt that I need to be compelled based on their story as to how they got involved as far what they do for the community as well as the kids and you know you can't beat that so you know I made a, a conscious point to come out here a couple different times to actually get involved and so I'm, I'm the person that'll be more than happy to come out and muck out a few stalls and brush horses down and ride and, and spend time with the kids because it's a good cause. Did you grow up with horses? I did. Um, grew up uh, showing hunter jumper, riding English and Western, as well as, as um, you know, riding Western and rodeo. So, you know, this is a, a perfect fit. But it's nice to see that you've got every aspect of, of the community involved when it comes to the different type of men that are providing the, the services that they do. What do you see in the kids that come in? How do you see them change and grow? They're willing to actually step out of their comfort zone. Um, when I say that, you know, you've got a lot of kids who people assume are scared of different type of animals. Critters are my big thing, and to see kids that are actually, you know, willing to step into a crowd with horses and manure and different things like that, <laughs> probably, you know, it, it's it's actually inviting to make sure that you know that that's the next step that where you need to go to. So, you know, for the most part, um, growth is what you're going to see. That's that's the thing is growth because they're going to get more of the outdoor playing. It's not just electronics that these kids are out here doing. They're actually outdoor playing. They know about cleaning stalls, feeding horses, brushing down horses, washing. That, that's where this is going. Yeah. And how about you? Where how are you involved? Oh, just by being a local cowboy from right around here, already stable here. I run into my little bro, Juan, up here. And um, we both doing the same thing. Um, horsing you? around, being cowboys from the community, community building and um, just loving the whole thing. It's just a lifestyle. Did you grow up with horses too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't grow up in the country or anything, just out here in the city, you know, going to the L-Fig stables back in the early, mid-70s, 74, 73, mm -hmm. you know, to now. Yeah. And um, like I said, it's a lifestyle. And then you add in the what can I say, the character building skills that come from it. You know, animal husbandry, you care for the animals, me being in the horticulture, so we tie that in with what Guanam already had going with Urban Saddles. And so now we have like two things going on the same plane, horticulture, agriculture. Oh, the kids so are learning all that stuff too. They will be. Oh, it's not right now today, but we do That's have what you're aiming right Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that'll help cultivate and power, get that creative thought going. Um, help them to have a mindset of, um, I want to know where this comes from. I know they can get the, the inspiration from taking the seed all the way to the table. Mm. You know, they say, hey, you know, we, we take this, we put our Compton Farms USA brand on it. We put our Fresh Out of Compton brand on our Cali Fresh brand. And they say, now we got a product here. So now we, we, we get more to, to self-enterprise, you know and teaching them to be self-sustained. And so I think he's hit on that word, the mindset and cultivating yeah. mm -hmm. is actually the things that actually help to um, accumulate growth when it comes to life choices. That's the big thing, life choices when they get a little older. So that cultivating and mindset, those are the two key words that actually are building. Yeah, so inside of that, you're now building leaders, people that know how know how to how to develop things instead of always reaching out for somebody to give it to them. Mm -hmm. They know how to get up and go get it now and they have confidence. Mm -hmm. And then they're on the plane with a lot of our, uh, what they call the heartland type kids that grow up. They grow up in this type of atmosphere, normal, because they mm -hmm. people, parents have ranches, farms, and it's generational, but we don't have it. 
<laughs> we just regular city folks come from all facets, construction, truck driving, whatever it may be. We have doctors, we have sure. law enforcement, but we country folks at heart. Yeah, so. I think also generational is such a big word there too, because I think just across the board, we are losing touch with our ancestors right. and the things that they could teach us, We're you know, the sorry. oral traditions, the, the, the beautiful histories and backstories uh, within our families. And that's so lost today. People mm -hmm. are just in their phones or watching TV or mm -hmm. not really even yeah. communing with the, the natural yeah. Yeah. being. And then too, like what she was saying, just learning this good hard work because mm -hmm. right now we got stalled to clean. <laughs> and me and him on New Year's Day, we like, what we doing? New Year's, what we doing? Cowboy, <laughs> yeah. clean stars. stars. Yeah. yeah. And the barn open on New Year's, and we did. Yeah. Early in the morning. Horses don't drink champagne. Back. That's right. <laughs> they don't drink champagne. They are like kids. You clean yeah, the stall, so. they come back in and mess the oh, stall up. Yeah. But you know what? It's just the fact that you yeah. know it's going to happen, and you're putting that time in. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's hard work. That, I imagine for the kids too, who for especially those who are growing up without a sense of trust within their own families or their friends or their communities or their gangs or whatever, you know, that that feeling of true trust, which you spoke to about that, the animal human bond, that oh, yeah. it, it gets the me emotional. Therapy, Just the, the therapy. Yeah, it's it's therapy. Therapy. learning it's that something trusts you mm -hmm. is such a growth in one psyche well yeah. i can even add to that you've got kids that are going through where they've been bullied or you know they're going through where they have low self-esteem and mm -hmm. here you can actually grab <coughs> the fact is is that you know what with that bond with that that community that you get with the horse or any other animal that you have out here that you reach into i mean you see the kids even playing with roly polies and different things like that but that that right there gives you that self of, of looking at it like i do something that most people don't do and not something that these kids are actually growing with is, mm -hmm. is the fact that you can be bullied, but you come out here, you know, in prime example, my, my um, god um, granddaughter was out here. She gets bullied all the time because she's a little chunky. Her yesterday wasn't even a, a mindset for her to be out here. Yesterday, she was a kid actually bonding with animals, bonding with people. These kids out here weren't teasing her. And she actually walked away with some form of confidence, mm -hmm. walking away saying, you know what? I don't have to respond to that. And that's what this is all about. It's it's building a, a, an ability for you to again life choices, yes. you know. And that's that's the thing that that was probably one of the best medicines a, a kid can walk away with. Is the that horses mm -hmm. are such a zen. I mean, they can they can act up obviously, but they generally act up when they're scared or they don't oh, trust yeah. you. Right. So it's mm -hmm. a huge thing. To well, they're gonna test you no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like well, the fact is, is that they want you to step up to the plate too. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. the thing they're looking at. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then that horse knows how to deal with you accordingly. He know what kind of energy that you come with, whether it's nervous mm -hmm. energy or it's just good. I love you. Mm -hmm. You a horse, and I love horses, so I love you. You know, that's going to be just that inner energy that we can't see, just like with people. You got a key on the thing. So in community building, you take all this in, you take all the people in, mm -hmm. you mix it up, you put your best players in the best places in the field that you want while we playing this, 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 this game. It's real though. It's not a game like Monopoly. It's a real life game. Yeah. And we all have a position in the role of playing it. What do the kids, when they come in, what is a day for them? When they come in well the day what we do is um like yesterday we had kids out here sunday cleanup right mm -hmm. and it's like sunday fun day we come we clean the stalls and let the kids uh 
take part of that. Then they get to see the horses get grown, brushing and washing the horses. Then after that, they get to go into the arena, you know, see the head stalls and everything, get put on the horses. So they're like involved with the horse from the stall all the way to the arena. And then they get to actually get on the horse and get walked around. No one's actually, well, we got a few kids that ride by themselves, but most of them actually get ponied around. And, uh, but just to see them um, do all of that. Then after that, what happens is most of the kids that come, they'll come with their family. They're not coming like a group from a school. So they're like individual kids. So instead of the kids hanging with their families, they started hanging with each other. <laughs> that was that that was that's that was that's awesome. that was awesome. That's amazing. They they, they start running around now the kids you think that these kids all came together. Like they like they knew each other. Yeah, like that's they knew each other. The thing is they ranged from like that's three what four months. That's all of the boys that didn't know each other. Yeah. But that ranges from three to four months all the way up to Just you know, eleven, twelve, thirteen yeah. year old and and here's one of the things I think is the best thing that you can find here is that if you listen to the voices right now, these two gentlemen that's an even voice all the way around so there's never any yelling there's never anything so mm -hmm. these kids if they're not used to that they're getting a positive message based on what they get and the direction that they get from these gentlemen is actually more or less real it's it's real like they'll tell me they, they every time they see me she's real she's real the thing about being real is, is you don't have to do any more than who you are for them to get the message and that's what they get these guys are true you know, they're gentlemen from the streets, but they're gentlemen from, you know, these corrals, they're gentlemen from life. And they get the work ethic, they get the smart ethic, and they get the common sense and the knowledge ethic. And the voice never changes. And they're also getting people that look like them. Exactly. And I think we were talking yeah. about that earlier. Oh, it's that's like that you, confidence you, building. Yeah, it's that's like, oh wait, this person building. looks like me. Yes. That's, that's something, you know, that's mm -hmm. a hero that is reflected not just in mind, but in everything. Yeah. And that's huge. And, and to be honest with you, I felt that way yesterday with me being a female coming in. The girls mm -hmm. were just like, I like the way you ride. You know? and, <laughs> yeah. and the things that, well, could you show me hand positioning things? And that's the point is, mm -hmm. it's never, this is how I want you to do it. I'm showing off. Everybody's out here. We're just doing us. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, I'm not cleaning. Yesterday, I knocked out four stalls. It has nothing to do with the fact that there's kids out here that can do it better than me or faster than me. I'm out here to enjoy and be part of the group. Mm -hmm. I'm not above anybody. These guys are out here yeah. yesterday. They were weed whacking, getting yeah. the place looking together, and, and then feeding these kids, plus spending the time with them. Yeah. You know, so it's a team, it's a village. The sense mm -hmm. of accomplishment after a hard day's work, too. Oh, yes. There's oh, nothing yeah. like it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now you're just sitting back like mm -hmm. this, looking at them, just running all around, you know. Like, man, look at this. <laughs> that, 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 yeah, that, that just. That's a good feeling. Yeah. yeah. And, and there was no, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm a group over here, I'm a group over no, here. They was all together, and, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, Last night, me, I, I thought I'd left my drop my phone out there. We got to do a fog walk. Everybody yeah, out here, yeah. and every single one of them kids was out there walking that crowd with yeah. me. And it wasn't, I'm not going out there. You know, it, yeah. was, it was like, oh, we got to go. We got to go. Yeah. We got to go. And so yeah. that's, that's, that's yeah. about, that's the growth. That's yeah. the life choices, knowing that they can depend on people, but they're actually out there to do something that they weren't forced to do. They were, mm -hmm. okay, I got to go It's organic. Yes, it is. Yeah. And you ask the kids, did you have fun? Oh, I had so much fun. Yeah, you know, can't wait to go back. Yeah, can't wait to get. Oh, Last night, man, the kids yeah. fall asleep on the way home. And they <laughs> I was on the big horse today. 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm so homey, you know. Yeah. I cleaned the horse manure. Yeah. My ride home, I had them counting out. When we got there, we helped clean horses. We watched them brush down horses. Mm-hmm. We got help feed horses. They went through a list of everything that they enjoyed, and it yeah. wasn't just like, oh, I was just there. And yeah. see, that's the whole program right there. Right she there. just said. Yeah. But it's so natural, they don't even realize that they're being programmed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were, we were here yesterday from 10 o'clock until what? Probably 8? 8, 8, yeah, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8. Not yeah. one kid was like, I want to go home. Nah, nah, Nobody's nah. complaining. Do we have to be here any longer? Mm-hmm. They was like, Do we have to go home? Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Be like, you better take a shower, boy. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> they be out when they get I bet the parents home. really see a difference at home, too. I'm mm-hmm. sure it reflects. You know, back with cleaning their rooms or doing their own laundry, or mm-hmm. how can I help mom and dad? What can oh, I do yeah. to help oh, out? Yeah. That's what you really want to get out of them, too. Mm-hmm. So, you to be that present, take the initiative. You mm-hmm. see that? I want to pick it up. Yeah. You know, make a difference. Husbandry. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. it's, it's all about good housekeeping. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's what we call it. All it's housekeeping. Mm-hmm. And it's not really housekeeping, but it's skill levels to but basically say, get yeah, yourself. Mm-hmm. Is, you know? Yeah. You have to, it has to be an order. It has to. It has well, this to is be. a house, right? Keeping exactly. that right. human to tell. Right there. there yeah. you go. To keep this house in order in order to keep the other houses they, in order. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You know, the, the other big thing that these guys get here is a facet of music. Mm-hmm. So the music's not just what you'd see on the street. The music nah. you get here is oh, from yeah. every range of yeah. you know, country music to yeah. jazz and R&B. Oh, do you yeah. have programs that bring music out or do no, they play? No, we just play. play. Yeah, I make music. So you play music for all the kids. Yeah, we play. Yeah, we play music. Yeah, and it's the thing is, it's something that it's it's a filler. Yeah, exactly. Music just does something that adds to just period in any setting. Yeah, so yeah, we just blessed. And then you'll hear kids blessed. walk around yeah. singing songs, and you'd be like, Yeah, look at it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So it, it's yeah. truly a proud moment, and you know, there's never a time when you like, yeah, you have a kid complaining. The only time we ever hear somebody complaining is us when we like, okay, you know, the day's almost over. <laughs> Wait, hey, that's yeah, it. You know, watch a little TV, but we done the whole day. Is yeah, the whole day gone. Yeah, yeah pretty much, pretty much, knowing that tomorrow. Yeah. We'll start all over again, especially on the weekend for these guys. Yeah. This is something they do. And you've got to have a big heart to be able to say that you mm-hmm. can give this kind of time. Absolutely. You really, and because it's, it's, it comes out of their pocket. Even yeah. as a nonprofit organization, yeah. you know, it still comes out of their pocket. Well, let's talk about that. How, because I have a lot of listeners. How, how can people help? What can they do to donate and be a part of this? Oh, well, they can go to urbansaddles.org. Urbansaddles.org. Mm-hmm. And things from equipment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Equipment, helmets, pads, even saddles. Yes. Um, yes. In any type of events, it don't have to just be horse, but maybe mm-hmm. basketball, any sporting events, education, museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we can get them and to take the kids, fun, yeah, it's the mix of that. That's our motto: go yeah. more than a cowboy. So and cowgirls. Yeah. Well, it used to be in, the, in, in my day because I'm I'm older than there. In my day, you know, a cowboy was just a general thought about it. But mm-hmm. you do get now where people want to be laid out a little different cowboy, yeah. cowgirl. But look at cow person. I'm, I'm, no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> call a cow person. <laughs> most part you know what um that's who we are and, yeah. and to be honest with you history will tell you that the first cowboys cowgirls were black well mm-hmm. just to put the facts down on that back in them times the black man wasn't called black man you know was right you know, 
the N word, so on, etc. But so when it came to I'm master and you working my cattle, I'm not just say, hey man, go, I said, go get that cow, boy. Get it. Oh, That's where the word derived from. Yeah. Go get that cow, boy. Right. So yeah. the, them were the first cowboys, the cowboy who was working for the master because he wasn't looked at a man in his eyes. And then he so, even, he, he, uh, he took it further. He wouldn't just say, go get that cowboy. If he introduced you to someone else, yeah, those were his cowboys. Yeah, they were cowboys. Those were the ones who handled the cows. Those were his cowboys. That's his field. So it wasn't based on horses. So, so stand in line, though. When it got to be something that was denoted as good, so we take that label off of there. We won't even put it that it was derogatory, and we'll put it over here now because every because everybody loves cowboys. Yeah, you know. Uh -huh. I mean, the girls all boys just pick because yeah. we just love the life. So now we're not gonna mention, but that's the facts of the word itself. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we embrace that. Yeah. That's the one thing is, yeah. is we embrace it because we know it's the history. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and especially yeah. because right now this month that we're going with, you know, being Black History Month, yeah. it is something that and just, just adds flavor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's good. But it just adds flavor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. just because well, and we can't forget struggle, our history. It's important. Yeah. History oh, yeah. is important. Well, yeah. struggle, what it takes to help make a people so strong in the midst of it all to even get to where we are now. Still got who know how far to go, because, but that's just made it all the better yeah you know yeah. so to me it's about everybody embracing everybody and embracing everything we got going that's good let's it. try that yeah you know mm -hmm. and then you just you just gonna keep getting good stuff when the money is raised for the hill and mm -hmm. that gets redone and refurbished so will you be operating out of both locations will yeah, that's, it, that's, that's gonna hard. be yeah, the hill mm -hmm. is the, that'll be the heart of it the heart yes yeah and this is the wings yes So so getting back to the, the part of the donations and stuff like that, you know, as far as helping yeah. out, um, there's a lot of different things that people can do, but one of the biggest things is to make sure that we're able to transport and do things that we need to do. And so donations is always going to be mm. very welcomed, you know, yeah. and, and like you said, going online to make sure that you can actually look at it. It's a donation button that you can push on there. Mm. And, you know, we understand that times are hard for people. But this is going to be one of the most satisfying things that you can actually donate to. And yes. remember, just a donation just for us to sustain the place itself. Right yeah. now we're paying $31.50 for the place. We paid $3,150 just for the place. Then we got to feed the right. horses. That's so, and just keeping it just the bare bones of the place, even if it just, this is for the bar. Mm -hmm. you know, we're going to make sure they get fed. But if we, because if that's covered, however, Hundred dollars fill, whatever it is, that when we freed up more fun to get them more food and tack and et cetera, et cetera. Sure. Well, I have people listening from all over the world, and so and there's is there an address on there to if they want to donate actual things versus oh yeah, there's an address they can send it out. And I'll put that on the links page. It's on it's on the website. And it's on your website, so I'll make sure all that is spelled out so people don't have to work too hard. Okay. For the most part, what they do know donate, you know, we're more than happy to put it on the website. Thank you very much mm -hmm. for your donations and stuff. So they get oh, that to, to mm -hmm. say that this is where it's going to. And, and trust me, people will, will notice that that happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now we're eligible to give them a tax donation, you oh, know, a tax write-off. Deductible, we, yeah. yeah. So, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fantastic. That's I'm mm-hmm. so excited. I'm so glad you all exist and that well, you're doing these things. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Does she know about the uh, the ranch that we have our brew man program with the breed mares on? Uh, no, no. Do you want what is that? Talk about. Well, we have a new development that we're putting together right now as we speak. It's, a, it's on a 600 acre ranch called Lavender Hill Farms. It's Lavender Lav- Hill? Yeah, they grow a lot of lavender. Okay. <laughs> and um, 300 acres they set aside for recreation and they have invited us to be guests and they mm-hmm. allowed us to have four of our breeding mares, which they're Lacey, she's gonna be part of that. The tall, the tall horse? The tall yes, horse, The yes. tall horse. Yes. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, you may want to come down and, and get a look see and come oh, yeah. in. It's donkeys there mm-hmm. and it's just beautiful mountain ranges all around. Beautiful. Okay. So yes. Oh, lovely. Mm-hmm. So that's an extension of this and we'll be having trail rides and different events there as well. It's mm-hmm. good so, that y'all are growing. I love that. Yeah, growing yeah. expansion. Yeah. 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 That's how it's husbandry. Other, yeah. 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 Well, thank you all so much. Urban Saddle. Mm, thank you. Donate send things and and uh, I wish you all all the success. I just think it's such an important thing. Thanks. I really do. appreciate your time. Thanks. Absolutely. Yes, Thanks for listening everybody. Thanks, Bye. Bye-bye. Rate and review Hey Human on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye.